This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back to another amazing Sunday night with us here on The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And I've got to say, one of the worst parts of being a parent are the times when our children are in pain or not feeling well. And there is absolutely nothing we can do for one reason or another. It could be a simple cold that they're fighting. Maybe they took a bad fall, growing pains, and for some, something more serious and at times could even be life-threatening. doesn't matter how old they are. It sucks, period. And this is the exact reason why uh, when I first heard Erica M. of Yummy Mummy Club and Dr. Christine Chambers talking about pain management in children, I thought it was a very important topic and discussion to have and for them to join us here on the show. So uh, welcoming to our show today is our executive producer and host of Inside Jokes, Sandra Carusi. Hello. Hello. How are, how are you? Uh, I'm excited about the parenting royalty that is on the show today. I know. Two, two big parenting royalty who started it all and, and, you know, inspired this show for sure. Yes, definitely. Um, and someone that I grew up watching all the time too, so we're going to get to that. Um Sandra, I know we've chatted about our kids mm-hmm. and how it kills us to see them when they're in pain. Mm-hmm. Every parent. It doesn't matter. It, it, like, <clears throat> from te- like you from said, the from the very teething. first little cold that they uh, get. And you're like, oh my God. Because we're helpless. You can't do anything. And then they can't articulate what's going on yeah. regardless of their age. And we never know the severity. That's the part uh, that I'm looking forward to hearing about is, uh, you know, my, I have two boys, eight and 11. So they're fighting about 24 seven. Like <laughs> every day I say, get yeah. off of him. Yes. Uh, but the fights are bad. And I don't know what kind of there's a broken bone involved sometimes if it's like dramatic to get the brother in trouble. Like that's minor stuff compared to children who are ill. But still, it's a parent concern. Yes, totally. And so that's why we also have in studio um, a mama that many of you might remember watching on Much Music and later in life have turned to her via her community, YMC, the Yummy Mummy Club. I am talking about the founder and fellow chic mama, Erica M. Hello, Erica. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What am I talking about? I know. You know what? Where am I? Yeah, that's exactly. It's because I'm out of my pajamas. (laughs) And yes. so it's like I'm just discombobulated, really. It's all good. I don't even know what day of the week it is half the time. <laughs> Along with Erica and joining us on the phone is Dr. Christine Chambers. Uh, Dr. Chambers is a chic mama of four, uh, the Canadian Research Chair in Children's Pain and Professor in the Department of Pediatrics and Psychology and Neuroscience. Oh, my God, that's a mouthful, isn't it? At Dalhousie University in Halifax, Nova Scotia. She's published over 125 uh, peer-reviewed papers on this topic and has joined forces with Erica and yummymummyclub.ca as the principal investigator of the It Doesn't Have to Hurt social media initiative. Welcome to the show, Dr. Christine Chambers. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks for having me. And before we get into things, I just want to say that Dr. Chambers, she has a PhD, so all the information that she's going to be providing us with here today has been researched and has scientific proof and evidence behind it, correct? Correct. All right. So I just want to put that out there because a lot of the times people might be listening and think, okay, mm-hmm. um, you know, how credible is this information? Well, uh, so we've much... got Dr. Christine Chambers. Yeah, because Dr. Google, that's what my, my pediatrician oh, God, calls it. So there. many parents go on Dr. Google to um, take care of their kids. Christine, I'm looking forward to hearing your response to that mm-hmm. because I think that could be really lethal to your child, right? 
I think so too. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I. That's why I'm really happy that we have a legit doctor. Pain management isn't something that many people associate with children. Am I right, guys? Like you think. Well, I pain don't, I management. Think, you what think is that? Pain right? is a is a concern for everyone, but um, of of note to no one. Like no one actually pays attention to it. But it's, it's so an, a huge issue. Yeah, and so why is it that um, you know when you think about adults you think okay yeah pain but you don't think you don't think about it when it comes to it with kids right I don't right? think but you even think about it with with adults mm-hmm. really adults it, you look at pain almost as as a symptom of something but it's not a challenge in itself this is what I've learned since being involved with Dr. Christine's research <laughs> and her team yeah, how prevalent up. and uh, yeah. important paying attention to pain is and to managing pain if you don't manage pain properly, and this is me a newbie speaking, it can have serious health consequences, actually, not just psychological, but physical consequences as well. So that's why this is such an important topic that very few people actually understand is an issue. Like yeah. what, Christine? I'm sorry, I have to know. Yeah, no, no, totally. I know from as a cancer patient, they always said from the beginning, if you let the, the pain escape you, you'll never catch up. You can't, yeah. You need yeah. to take care of it off the top. What what happens when, when you let it escape you? Yeah, it's a great question. Like Erica said, I mean, a lot of people just assume that pain's part of life, right? If you're undergoing procedures or having surgery, um, you know, that that's just something you have to suffer through. And our whole thinking about pain has really changed a lot over the last 20 or 30 years. And, uh, you know, there's been a shift in, you know, viewing pain as a disease itself. And we know that one in five adults has chronic pain, and people are often surprised that one in five children also experience chronic pain. And pain that's crazy. affects kids, yeah, not just in its chronic pain, but, you know, all kids will experience pain, whether it's from procedures or, you know, um, other types of medical uh, experiences. And studies have shown that early, poorly managed pain uh, actually has a long-term impact on the way that your body processes pain. Um, so babies who've been hospitalized and, um, you know, say they were premature and have had a lot of painful experiences, um, if those experiences aren't managed well early in life, it actually makes them at greater risk for experiencing more pain later in life. So we're going to be talking more with Dr. Christine Chambers, Erica M. from YMC, and Executive Producer Sandra Carusi right here on The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. Pain management in children is what we're talking about today with Dr. Christine Chambers, who specializes in children's pain and is a professor in the field at Dalhousie University. We've got Erica M. of YMC, uh, the Yummy Mummy Club, and uh, our very own executive producer, Sandra Carusi. We were talking a little bit about um, babies' pain when they can't speak. They can't Mm. really communicate. And so another thing I was thinking about is, okay, so we've got this kid, whether it's like... You know, the tummy ache, maybe something, the formula isn't right, or they're having a Mm. reaction to breast milk or whatever it may be, teething. Um, So when do we know when it's okay to medicate? Like, this is an argument I I would always get into with my husband when the kids were really little. I'm like, okay, it's obvious the child's teething. 
let's give them something because they're suffering, they're in pain. And he's like, no, 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 it's okay. Don't, don't medicate. So how do we know, like, is, do we medicate? Don't we medicate? Like, yeah, especially as new parents, that's probably one of the biggest things because we don't know what to do and when, Christine. So this how do is we know? A, for pain management. So how do we how do we do it's, that with? It's a it's a really tough thing for parents to know sort of when to intervene. And I also think you know part of our goal in reaching parents with evidence is letting them know that you know medications are just one of many different strategies that you can use to help your children with pain. And there are some areas where we know that medications do play a really important role. For example, if your child has headaches. Medications are, are, you know, research has shown medications are really effective there. Um, but if your child has other types of pains like stomach aches, uh, a lot of studies have shown that there really isn't any medication that helps make stomach aches better yeah. and that there are other strategies that work better um, for stomach aches. Um, and, you know, it's interesting, having the opportunity to engage this year um, with Erica's YMC community and hearing from parents, we realize where we have a lot of gaps in our research knowledge. So teething pains, which you just brought up, is something that parents brought up over and over again. Yeah. And it was fascinating because in the research literature, that's not something that scientists have really focused much on. So we're trying to use the feedback and questions that parents have asked us to really carve out a research agenda for children's pain management to help fill some gaps in knowledge. Yeah, see that I would think that that's probably well. This is very smart. novel because in 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 the real world, researchers and end users are very separate. So the the concept that Dr. Chambers Center for Pediatric Pain has a direct connection to one of the largest communities of parents in Canada through YMC to actually be able to Find pick out. the brains mm -hmm. and ask questions. What do you really need to know about? And then actually do the research over the coming years and report back to the community is groundbreaking in terms of the way that knowledge translation works. Knowledge translation, I'm not sure if you understand what that term is because it was new to me, but knowledge translation is taking research that these you know, highly academic um, doctors and scientists spend years on, mm -hmm. they come to some very specific conclusions, for example, about stomach pain. Their conclusion is there really is not a lot of medication that can help. But then how do they take that information and actually make it useful or available to the end users? Where do you get that information? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's called knowledge translation. So historically, they put together these crappy brochures, or probably still do, <laughs> and put them in your doctor's office. That How no many one touches. times that no one touches. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Chambers is not only brilliant in terms of her science and her research, but she also is brilliant in the sense that she desperately, as a parent, wanted to get her information into the hands of parents. And she was thinking, how can I do something different? How can I break the traditions and the... Um, failed attempts that yes. most academics have of doing the same thing over and over again to the same negative results. What can I do differently to actually connect with the end user to make my research pertinent in people's lives? Usually it takes 17 years from the time that researchers come to these conclusions find really pertinent information until it gets into the end user's hands. So and example, by that time, thanks mm -hmm. for well, the info. My been kids are grown that. up already. <laughs> <laughs> so what Dr. Christine Chambers did is she reached out to me on Twitter 
awesome. by the way. Love it. Social media. And said, I have great information. You have an amazing community of parents who need this information. Can we work together? So we actually got a government grant. And this oh, is wow. how... The, the government grant is what funded it doesn't our have to partnership hurt. for It Doesn't Have to Hurt. So anyone who is listening to this right now can go online and look at the hashtag It Doesn't Have to Hurt anywhere on the internet and you'll find reams of compelling uh, research, storytelling, videos, tweets, Instagram photos filled with useful, understandable information that is relevant today. Awesome. And I think that's key. That's mm-hmm. key for new parents, parents-to-be, parents with kids that are older too, right? Like, mm-hmm. get online um, and then don't totally check out that hashtag, Well, the thing right? that is about that hashtag is that it's all scientifically vetted. That is all evidence-based research that has just been integrated into more of a compelling storytelling format so it's easy to read and understand and has a personal flavor to it but you can trust it and that's the difference that's the key mr google you never know where that information comes Mm. from i can tell you that anything with that hashtag near it is has been vetted by dr chambers teams of scientists so that's it doesn't have to hurt hashtag it doesn't have to hurt you're listening to erica m from ymc i just wanted to say that and drop her name about 15 times (laughs) and christine chambers sorry so we've got more coming up so stick around because we're going to learn more about this initiative more about pain management in our children this is the parenting show on talk radio am 640 You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca, and we are talking about pain, pain management, and our children. Uh, in studio, we've got Erica M. from YMC. We've got our executive producer, Sandra Cruci, And on the phone joining us is Dr. Christine Chambers. So we were talking about a little bit about the initiative that uh, Erica and Dr. Christine Chambers um, are working on. It is a social media initiative. It doesn't have to hurt. So definitely check out that hashtag, doesn't have to hurt. Um, and one of the the things we were talking about off break, Sandra had brought up one of her sons and mm. chronic stomach issues. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know all about that. Samantha six. And it's almost like every morning, mm-hmm. I don't know if, if more if it's for mm-hmm. you mornings or not, um, but always with, mommy, my tummy hurts. And so I'm thinking to myself, okay, what are you eating? Is there some, like, is there a common a denominator here? Like, yeah. yeah, you know, could it be, you know, uh, up. Yeah. an issue like that? Like, or so, anxiety. And I'm thinking stress too. I don't know. And then one of the things you um, said, Dr. Chambers, and, and as well, Erica, that Research shows that there really isn't, here, take this medicine for your child, you know, if they have stomach issues. So what is it that we can do to help them when they have that? And are they just like, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder, is it like, are what, they, do you don't want to go to school? Are they faking it? Is yes. What you're like, is it? Is okay, there Dr. Chambers, tell us about faking pain. <laughs> go for it. Well, 
Well, you know, I know the answer. (laughs) This is is a very common story, right? We hear this from parents all the time, that morning struggle that I have a stomach ache, what do I do? Um, And I mean, we know quite a bit about stomach aches. We know that medications don't work and people have looked at them and and naturally, you know, parents go to think about nutrition. And the the advice we usually give is, of course, you know, your child should have a healthy diet. Um, And in certain cases, you know, there may be an allergy or something. So it's always important to talk to your pediatrician and family doctor. But in most cases, stomach aches are, are very common. They're transient. Um, you know, they're not typically associated with any serious medical condition. And so psychological strategies like encouraging the child to, to, to take part in some deep breathing, um, you know, other relaxation strategies, uh, teaching them other types of strategies for coping. We know that anxiety does make stomach aches worse, but also getting stomach aches makes kids anxious. Um, and mm. we've actually had a blog post just come out in the last, I think, week. Um, on YMC about the relationship between anxiety and pain. We've had another one um, that was written by Dr. Kim Foster about, you know, how to deal with stomach aches. Funny enough, I mean, parents talk a lot about this faking pain thing a lot and, you know, are kids faking? And uh, we actually did a study on this a couple of years ago because we were hearing so much about faking pain. And what we found was that, and we actually had kids come into our research lab and we, uh, we had them fake pain as well as hide pain and we had to try to get their parents to guess, um, you know, when they were faking and when they were hiding. And it was a neat little study. And what we found was that kids generally do a terrible job at trying to fake pain. Uh, Parents can pick up on it pretty quickly. Um, What we learned was that kids were surprisingly good at hiding pain when they really had it. Um, Parents couldn't tell the difference when their kids were hiding pain versus when they um, had no pain. Uh, And when we, yeah, we talked to kids and kids were like, yeah, I don't usually fake pain, um, but I do hide it because I don't want to worry my parents or I don't want to go for needles and stuff. Yeah. So that study we published in a journal, and, and you know, our take-home for parents is, um, you know, don't assume that your child is faking. Uh, but that said, you know, we take a sort of a tough love approach to dealing with stomach aches, which is giving them some coping skills, but then in continuing to encourage them to take part in their daily activities. Because it's kids who start to stay home from school, who start missing activities, who become mm. deconditioned, who end up struggling more to kind of get back to where they need to be with life. Oh, that's interesting, because yeah. Christine, or Dr. Chambers, Um, I know. Isn't that also true with children with chronic pain who have diagnosed chronic pain? That's another, that's a very sort of similar doctor's orders, get back to your normal life. Exactly. I mean, that's a message that's often really hard for parents and, and children to hear, which is even though you have pain and we're doing our best to treat it, whether it's, you know, through medication or, or through psychological strategies um, or physical therapy, you sort of have to press on with your life. And it's that sort of reduction in taking part in daily activities that tends to have a very destructive effect on the child's life and makes their pain worse. Wow. Interesting. Okay, so that's. Uh... Uh, can I ask something just because <clears throat> my son's stomach aches? Let's talk about emotional pain. Right. So, uh, of course, I on you know children absorb our pain often, right? Like if yeah. we're in, and so, can you speak to that, Doctor Chambers? Excuse me. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I mean, the relationship between emotional and physical pain, there's an organization called the International Association for the Study of Pain, and they have an official definition of pain, and the official definition acknowledges both the physical and emotional aspect of of pain. Um, It's both a physical and emotional experience. And then, of course, the role of the parent, which is where I've really focused most of my research, is 
it's huge. Um, how parents react, what parents say and do when they have their own pain, as well as when mm-hmm. their child is having pain, has a huge impact on you know how the child experiences pain, how the child learns to cope with pain, and that's why you know our our goal um, through it doesn't have to hurt and working with Erica's group is to help parents know what to do. Parents want to know what the right thing to do is, but they often just need a little direction and support. And we certainly don't make it easy. The whole Dr. Google thing, I think, is so fascinating, right? Because maybe 10 years ago, the problem was that there wasn't enough information online. And now now the reverse problem is true. There's too much. And parents don't know what to believe. Uh, Dr. Um, Chambers, it's Erica. Sorry for like jumping in here. But (laughs) what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions that parents have that you find that parents do sort of I don't want to, it's not like I'm shaming parents, but that they think Mm -hmm. they're doing the right thing, but they're they're doing, in fact, the exact opposite of what is most effective. Are there some examples of things that you just wish parents would know about that are kind of top line? Yeah, I mean, I think the one that surprises parents the most is uh, when their child is having a needle, for example, the, the most common thing parents do uh, or say are reassuring statements like, it'll be okay, it'll be over soon. And tons of research over the last 20 years, including many of our own studies, have shown that parental reassurance during medical procedures makes kids have more pain. Um, that okay, well, I just yes. failed. <laughs> fail, fail, fail for me. It's far better to distract, you know, to give them suggestions on how to cope. And our studies have tried to get at, like, why? Because it's so instinctive. Um, And when parents reassure, children pick up on that as their parent being anxious. And picking up on their parents' anxiety makes their their own pain worse. Well, I'm glad you mentioned uh, the needles because I want to get into that a little bit more. We're just going to take a quick break. So stick around because we're talking about children and pain management for them with Dr. Christine Chambers, Erica Ann, and Sandra Carusi. You're listening to The Parenting Show right here on Talk Radio AM 640. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio, AM 640. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. Joining us in studio, we have founder of YMC and one of Canada's most recognized personalities. I'm talking about Erica M. We have TED Talk speaker and 2016 recipient of the American uh, Pain Society's Jeffrey... uh, Oh my God, it's so long. Jeffrey Lawson's Award for Advocacy in Children's Pain Relief. Oh, that's just one of her billions of awards. She's got like (laughs) tons more. And I'm talking about Dr. Christine Chambers. Just that you can Google. (laughs) Google Dr. Christine Chambers. You'll find it all. She's amazing. And of course, our executive producer of the show, Sandra Carusi. We were talking a little bit before the break about um, needles, for example, and how many parents do what I do and we go into the doctor's office and the first thing my kids say are am I getting a needle today and uh, I'm always upfront and honest I either tell them I'm like oh you know what I really don't know or yes you are or no don't worry you're not but if it is one of those days that they're getting a needle I will tell them I'm like it's okay don't worry it'll be over soon and Dr. Chambers just said yeah maybe (laughs) don't go that route and one of the best things to do uh, you'd mentioned is distract them 
Right. So, you know, distracting is one strategy. You're doing the right thing by preparing uh, and being honest. I mean, that's something okay. a lot one of parents have me. a hard time with. Yeah, <laughs> because they, you know, and for kids who are really severely afraid of needles, I mean, just hearing they have to go to the needle, the parents were, you know, go get a needle, the parents worried they won't be able to get them out the door. So I think being honest, but there are other strategies. I mean, many parents don't realize that there's something called a topical anesthetic patch mm-hmm. or a cream. Uh, one brand is Emla. Mm-hmm. And this Where did you hear about that. <laughs> oh, Emla, that's our friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a numbing, it's I a great numbing cream that you can put on the area that the child will get like a needle and it just numbs and helps. It doesn't have to hurt. It doesn't. See, there you go. Hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also saw it come up. Sorry, I'm going to throw this out there. Um, in one of your YouTube videos, Dr. Christine, Yes, that's right. This is one of the strategies that many parents are, you know, very surprised that they had no idea even existed. It was an option. You can go and get it over the counter, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at your local pharmacy. Yes. Dr. Chambers, I need to ask this as someone, because you said something so important and I, I don't want to skip over. I want to bring more attention to how parents cope with pain is going to demonstrate how your child will. So when my kids were small little boys, um, if they fell, I didn't, do like <gasps> I grew up with nephews we so we just kind of sc- scoped right over it and it didn't matter yeah. if there was blood gushing or whatever it was just like okay we're gonna take care of it and so now when that they're older I don't know how hurt they are because the guys don't even cry anymore like they just kind of sometimes when they do again like I don't know if they're mi- trying to get their brother in trouble but the point is <laughs> The way I handled pain, I overlooked my own cancer pain and it actually got worse because I was also raised that way. And what I'm worried about now is that my kids aren't listening to their body because I've overlooked pain or falls. Oh, it's bad. Let me. I I do that with my kids. Well, and now they're not listening to their pain and and the grade of pain. Right, doctor? Yeah. So, well, and you know, pain is our body's alarm system, right? mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's there to tell us that something is wrong or could be wrong. And so it's really important when you have pain to pay attention to it, to go, you know, have it checked out. It's just that pain that persists in the absence of any kind of explanation like that, um, you know, that then you take, need to take a different approach on. There are ways that you can measure pain, that parents can measure pain in their kids. Um, there's something called the FACES pain scale that we've shared with parents um, through our It Doesn't Have to Hurt content uh, in a number of blog posts and on our Twitter part. Uh, parents can just Google Faces Pain Scale and it, they will find it and can download it and use it as a tool. And I tell parents, you know, just like you have a thermometer in your first aid kit at home, you should have a pain scale so that you mm. can, you know, quantify how much pain your child wow. is in and monitor it over time. If your child's just had surgery, you want to follow that and make sure you're getting ahead yeah. of it, medicating it, that it should be getting better, not worse. And Dr. Chambers, is this the, because um, I was watching a bunch of your YouTube videos, is this... I saw one where a little girl was doing a cold water test. Right. Putting her hand in the cold water. Yep. and um, And right there, you know what I mean? You guys had this little, basically little chart with different yep. faces. Exactly. So that's and, the one that you're talking about. That's what we're talking uh-huh. about. And and certainly with older kids who have good sense of numbers, you can use a zero to 10 scale, um, you know, where zero is no pain and 10 is the worst pain possible. And just trying to quantify and monitor the pain. And, you know, that's really helpful information. If you have to go into the emergency department or to see a physician, you know, they'll want to know what the pain intensity is. But it's also helpful for you as a parent. Hey, that's doctor, a, can I just ask tool. a question? Another one I was thinking, um, Dr. Chambers, is it, po- you know how children can't fake pain? 
Mm-hmm. Can they also become immune to it if you don't pay attention to it as a kid? This is, I think, the question yes. that you're concerned about, right, um, Sandra? Is like, is it possible? Mm-hmm. Like, or is that just not? Don't even worry about it. If a kid's really in pain, right. they won't be able to fake it. Yeah. I mean, in some circumstances, you know, kids are, are, you know, especially a lot of the hospitalized children that I've worked with, you know, they're scared of, you know, needing a, a procedure if they, you know, say they have pain. So that's, you know, a mm. common motivation for hiding it. Um, so I think, you know, being attentive, using cues, uh, and, you know, responding appropriately in the moment, making sure that any source of the pain um, is, you know, identified and dealt with, and then promoting effective coping moving from there. Well, don't go anywhere, guys, because we are talking pain management when it comes to our kids right here on The Parenting Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio, AM 640. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of chicmama.ca and we're talking pain management more specifically in our children and what we as parents can do to help them Uh, so we've got Dr. Christine Chambers joining us on the line we've got Sandra Cruz our executive producer here in studio and Erica M from YMC and so we thought hey we've got uh, producer Courtney in the studio and as a child uh, she had um, three surgeries on her thyroid correct Courtney? So we thought, okay, you know what? Let's uh, let's ask Courtney what it was mm-hmm. like as a as a kid. These were three pretty big surgeries. Do you remember going through it? Yeah, I remember when. So I had thyroid glossal duct cysts. So there was just like a lump on my neck, and I remember when I first had it. My mom kind of thought it was an allergic reaction because I made cookies with our friend that night, and they thought maybe it had peanuts in it, but it didn't hurt at first. And then the next day, like. My throat was killing me. I was scratching at it and I was scared to tell my mom because I hated mm. going. I had like caps on my teeth when I was little. So I hated going in for surgeries. And I knew when I was that little, even I knew something on my neck was serious. But I was so scared and I was scared I was going to stress my parents out. Mm. So my mom would ask me like, is it like, is it okay? Does it hurt? And I'd be like, no, it doesn't hurt. But like, uh, I'm just like scratching at my neck. Said she yep. was hiding it. Hmm. Yes, yeah. Because they don't want to scare their parents. And mm. I remember when. I went in for surgery, like, on my teeth. My dad would, like, I could just see, like, the fear on his face, like, his youngest daughter in the hospital that I couldn't, like, I couldn't even imagine him if I had to get neck surgery. So then when the time came, it was, like, the worst thing ever, seeing my parents come to the hospital. Like, I have a tube down my throat. My dad, like, couldn't even, oh gosh. couldn't so even look. it's plausible to say that children are actually more pain than we might think they are because they're trying to cover it up. Like, we're using Courtney as an example, Dr. Chambers. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah and- I, th- I think that's just a, a really great example of what we were talking about of, of you know, how children... Uh, you know, can be intimidated, uh, you know, fearful of procedures, not wanting to worry their parents. That's And you said one of the, the things that they do the best through the studies that you guys conducted is hide the pain. So yeah. how do you change that, Dr. Chambers? If, if, if Courtney was going to relive this and her parents had information, if you could give her parents information before she was even going to go into surgery, mm. right. is there anything that parents could do uh, knowing that their child will be going in for surgery? 
Yeah, and you know, dealing with you know postoperative pain and prepping kids for surgery is something that we heard, you know, had a lot of questions from parents this year. As part of it, doesn't have to hurt, and we have had uh, you know a couple of blog posts on this as well. Um, and on I think YMC, on which YMC. we will link to our Facebook page, mm-hmm. yeah. so be sure to check that out. And uh, you know, I think. We've come a long way even in the last decade in terms of recognizing pain as a priority. We used to think pain was just part of having surgery. And now we know, I mean, if your pain isn't managed well from surgery, um, it puts you at increased risk of having chronic pain later. Um, So, you know, not only does it delay your healing in the short term, it can, you know, really negatively impact your health. So ideally, pain management would be part of a conversation, uh, you know, before the surgery with all the health professionals and the parents. And this is really my interest is, you know, health professionals are busy and pain management doesn't always make it to the top of the priority list. Yeah. But pain is a priority for children and it's a priority for parents. So supporting parents through it doesn't have to hurt and other types of sort of parent-directed knowledge translation interventions so that parents can feel more comfortable bringing this up with the medical team and having a plan in place, you know, proactively. So what she's saying, which was my job, <laughs> is to tell parents you are in charge. Yes. It is your yes. job to, I, won't, I don't want to use the word confront because it doesn't have to be aggressive, but to advocate on behalf of your child. Oh, definitely. And to say, actually, pain is a large concern for me here. So please outline how you plan to help my son or daughter in advance so that we have a strategy moving forward. I think the big word here, uh, Dr. Chambers, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but ultimately your goal with it doesn't have to hurt is for parents to advocate for their kids. Absolutely. And I think parents, you know, often feel intimidated and you're often stressed in the moment when your child isn't well or, you know, you're concerned something is wrong. But, you know, parents have a very, very important role to play in ensuring that their children receive quality care. Which is exciting because it's empowering parents. Usually parents feel out of control in the medical system. But really what Dr. Chambers is saying that you really can... Uh, affect the outcome of uh, your child's surgery or your child's well-being. Yes, because just like Dr. Chambers is saying, if you don't deal with it now, it can have long-term effects. And Erica, to your point, we are like the biggest cheerleaders and uh, advocates for our children. So if we see something, we notice something like we need to be there and communicate that with the doctors, whoever it is, Okay, what's going on? How are we going to deal with this? How are we going to make it better? They just want to get you in and out of their office with yep. respect. I mean, it's it's tough these Definitely. days. Doctors are stressed out. So it's important mm. for us to be able to take control of the situation and just speak up in a very kind and Definitely. Um, and work with your doctors. See, we're going to be talking a little bit more about this. So don't go anywhere because we've got Dr. Christine Chambers, Erica M., and Sandra Crusi right here on The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. Now back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Talk Radio AM 640. 
Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca, and we're talking pain management in our kids with executive producer Sandra Carusi. We've got Dr. Christine Chambers on the phone, and Erica, I'm joining us right here in studio from YMC. And uh, we mentioned that it doesn't have to hurt initiative that uh, Dr. Chambers is a part of with YMC, Erica's community. And if you hashtag or search the hashtag, it doesn't have to hurt, you're going to come up with a lot of info. And info that us parents can actually understand, not info that you're going to find in a pamphlet at the doctor's office, but (laughs) real stories (laughs) from real parents and stuff that we can relate to. Um, So that's something you should definitely check out. Uh, One thing, though, that I've been wondering this whole time that we've been doing the show is the connection between Dr. Christine Chambers and Erica M. How did you guys come to be? I'll let Dr. Chambers uh, tell her side of the story. Okay, let's let's hear this. Well, I mean, I, in addition to being, you know, a researcher, I'm I'm a mom, and uh, a four. Being yeah, being home with four young kids, I was following YMC and you know, uh, enjoying the content, getting support, and I thought, you know, why is it that you know I I have so much great science that I'd love to share with parents. Um, you know, I wonder if it'd be possible to work with someone like Erica to help reach and engage parents. So I literally reached out to her over Twitter. And because Erica is so open-minded and, you know, willing and and interested in hearing different things and and meeting different people, she was willing to chat. And and that really um, was the beginning of of a wonderful partnership. Which, by the way, has gone gone on to win awards all around the world um, for this novel approach of taking medical-based research and providing it for uh, parents in bite-sized pieces that they can actually use in their lives. It's groundbreaking. And I have to say, the what you guys have come together mm-hmm. with on, on the It Doesn't Have to Hurt initiative is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Because as a parent of three little ones, I've got Samantha six, I've got Lily who's four, and Marcus who will be turning two in October. This is information that I... You know what I mean? I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And I'm not about the Dr. Google. I'm about like getting Mm -hmm. advice from my doctor. But this is great because this now I can relate to. I can understand. Mm -hmm. It's not in these, you know, huge medical terms. And I'm like, what did I just read? What Mm -hmm. is this about? Um, So I think it's really important. I think it's a fantastic tool for parents. For me, what's really important is that we took our strengths. So Dr. Uh, Chambers team and all the information she has and then my team of content creators combined with a community there are people who are trying to do knowledge translation and they may write good stories but then no one sees them Mm -hmm. so we have a huge audience yes Mm -hmm. so we have all the components that will make this a successful initiative and we're hoping that we can partner with other like-minded uh, researchers to help yes. them bring their research to parents. But it comes at a cost, you know, because yeah. I have to hire people to do it. So mm-hmm. a lot of people want to work with us and they're like, we don't have a budget. And I was like, guys, find your budget because this is why are you doing the research if no one is going to access yeah, it? Yeah, no one can get their hands on it. It's true. And the community that Erica's talking about is YMC, mm-hmm. which is yummymummyclub.ca. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely check that out. So... Yeah, sorry. I just want to cite it because people ask me how, where this show came from and what inspired it. And Yummy Mummy Club was uh, the pioneer in the digital space for sure. And was it before that, Erica? Did you? Was I had it a TV show on Life Network right. called yes. Yummy Mummy. That's where I first saw it. But then 
followed it onto mm-hmm. digital. And um, I think when you have a passion like Erica and then me kind of getting it from there was we want to disseminate information to as much people as possible. So that resonates with me. And that's where this show on terrestrial radio became important and why I sought out Pina as a mommy blogger who also does the same thing. So it's a bunch of moms getting together. And I just want to thank Erica for inspiring and really starting the movement uh, and opening the door for mommy bloggers like Pina and so many others to really share information as mothers and parents so we could uh, better parent and help our children. Well, at the end of the day, YMC is all about helping moms win the day. Mm -hmm. So um, 80,000 parents, by the way. Yep. Huge community. Um, Again, Erica, where can people find you guys? YMC.ca. Everything you need is there. And we're going to be sharing a lot of that content and the articles that Dr. Christine Chambers mentioned on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash The Parenting Show. Dr. Christine Chambers, where can anyone find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Dr. C. Chambers, um, and uh, we have a website for the Center for Pediatric Pain Research as well. Perfect. And guys, don't forget, hashtag it doesn't have to hurt. A fantastic social uh, initiative that uh, YMC and Dr. Christine Chambers have uh, come to gather to work on. So thank you so much for joining us here today. Guys, don't go anywhere because coming up next, we've got the uh, Inside Jokes show. (laughs) with Miss Sandra Carusi right here on Talk Radio AM 640. And again, if you've tuned in late and you want to catch up on the show, you can do so on our podcast on 640toronto.com or our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Parenting Show. You've been listening to The Parenting Show right here on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today is a trend for renters. It might be a good time to buy. Good rental properties are scarce and rents are on the rise, but the mortgage rates remain low. And with the recent downtick in the market, some of the home prices are leveling off. So now may be a good time to at least investigate the buy versus rent calculation and start building your own equity versus paying down someone else's mortgage. Call or email me with any questions. Call Holly at HGP at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra.